0: Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world we're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis if you've been encouraged by what you've heard I want to ask you to share this with a friend you never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life and if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do well we love you really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You know, today, I hope that we're all feeling really blessed to be here, no matter what we may be going through. I think sometimes uh, just like our normal conversation is the, hey, how are you? But sometimes the how are you can be a little triggering and it's something that, I realized instead to just always be in the present moment of the blessing of whatever season we're in in life. And so today I really hope that you feel blessed and you feel loved and you feel that you're meant to be here today for whatever reason that may be, even if you don't understand it. Be present in the blessing that God has for you in this very moment. So we're starting our Centering Prayer. We're going to allow our eyes to close. We'll allow the spine to be nice and tall. And I want you to either have your palms facing up or facing down. And let's begin by taking a nice, deep breath. Start to connect with your breath. Start to let go of all that we experienced before we arrived. Start to truly connect with the essence, the being within you. Letting go of all those thoughts, letting go of all the emotions, allowing ourselves to invite this peace into our hearts. Let's take another deep breath, nice inhale. And then vocal, Ah. Again, we slowly inhale nice and big, really fill up the belly, allow it to expand. And then vocally, release it all. Bring a smile to your face. Remind the body and the mind that this peace is welcomed within our being. As we open ourselves up, We allow God to enter, we break down all of the walls, we remove all of the barriers, we allow ourselves to be open to receive. Allow yourself to sink deeper within this peace. Allow yourself to observe all that is going on within you. And when you notice tension, anxiety, fear, or pain, take another deep breath. Create space within yourself and ask God to move within you what He needs to move. Allowing certain emotions to live within us but recognizing and observing that we are not our emotions. We can live in the state of peace with God, welcoming his grace, allowing ourselves to feel loved, to feel guided and protected. We take another deep breath, really inhaling nice and big, vocal, allowing the mind and the body to be still, letting go just a little bit more. Allow God to speak to you. Moving from the mind into the heart. Allowing ourselves to feel safe enough to go deep within. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in this moment. Let go of all that you're holding on to. And allow God to take its place. Allow God to fill you up with all of his love. Allow yourself to be still in this peace, in this knowing that you are never alone. Divinely guided. Always protected. We take another deep breath, vocal, take a moment here to let go even more, to go even deeper within. Connect with the light within you, connect with the deepest part of your being, the essence within you that mirrors God, as we connect back to our deepest self. We start to acknowledge all that we are, reminding ourselves that we are worthy, that we are a blessing, that we have purpose, and that we are always connected to all that is within us and all that is around us. Let's bring our palms to our hearts, feel the heart beating. And take a deep breath with me, inhale nice and big, vocal. One more we inhale, exhale. Take your time returning back into your bodies. May love and peace always be with you. Amen, my friends. Thank you.
0: How's everybody feeling today? Good? I love this view that I get to have of all your beautiful faces week in and week out. So eager and ready to receive. And it's, it's not from me. It's from God. you know. And you get out of this service whatever you want to get out of it. You know, So it's about the meaning that you attribute to what you're hearing. It's about how attentive you are to what God is trying to share to you about what's going on in your life. Because I can say whatever I say, but the application of that in each and every one of your individual lives is so totally different. We think everybody's hearing the same message, but you're not. Everybody is literally hearing a different message on the basis of what's going on contextually in their lives and how God is speaking to them directly. And so my prayer, my hope for you today is that you're here with an open heart and an open mind. We talk a lot about having an open mind and an open heart. I'll never forget uh, my buddy Ray, I don't know where he is, but one day he came up here to share about his experience with Heartway. And he said, you know, I came with an open mind and I left with an open heart. And that always stuck with me. I'm like, we, that needs to be our tagline, because it's true. If you come with an open mind, be careful, you may leave with an open heart. and for you to expand in that kind of way will revolutionize your life totally and completely. And so today, I want to talk to you about choosing to heal. I remember uh, listening to John Maxwell speak, leadership coach and guru, and he said these wonderful words, Life is a matter of choices, and every choice that you make makes you. So our life is shaped by our decisions. But many of us are unaware of the driving forces behind our decisions. Behind every choice and decision that you make is a desire. Sometimes those, des- those desires are hidden from us. We're not honest about what those desires are. And when that is the case, we tend to make choices that are somewhat destructive because what we have been programmed to want and desire by culture and society isn't always what is best for us. So if you want respectability, if you want prestige, if you want status, you're going to make certain decisions towards that end, that might not be very conducive to your own well-being and your own process of healing. But there comes a point in time on the spiritual journey when you start making decisions from a different place. Because what you desire is healing. What you desire is wholeness. What you desire is love and life and growth and expansion. And when you make decisions from that place, your life starts looking a lot different. Crazy thing about choices is that whatever you choose eventually becomes chosen for you. Have you ever talked to like crazy people that wake up at five in the morning? Are there any of those folks here? Oh my gosh, whoa, so many, whoa, I can't deal with this. Oh my God. Yeah, but like, do, do you do productive things? Do you like run or, Oh, they're like, yep, of course. What do you? We're the 5 a.m. club. Have you not read the book? <laughs> Snobs, man. You guys have been waiting for this moment your whole life. Like, yeah, 5 a.m. <laughs> Seven a.m. We got a 7 a.m. here. Okay, that's good. You know, I got a. I'm 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 like a 7:45er. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so, you know. If you talk to the crazies that wake up at at 5 a.m., they'll tell you that at first they had to put some discipline and effort into waking up at 5, but now it's like, my body just wakes me up naturally at that time. Isn't that true? It's like your body just starts to do it automatically, okay? That's how it works with your addictions and your obsessions. It begins as a personal choice, but eventually becomes an automatic one. Human beings are fated to be slaves to their desires. I don't think we can help but be slaves to our desires. So the question is, what do I desire and why? Have you taken the time to truly investigate And understand the desires that drive you to do the things that you do and to make the choices that you make. I don't know about you. I've been through enough suffering in my life to know that I want peace. I want God. I want healing. What does it look like to make choices from this place of healing? What does it look like to make choices from a place of self-love? You see, you may not have the power to control what happens to you, but you do have the power to become more conscious of the choices that you're making. And every choice that you make, even the the seemingly small and insignificant choices, all add up to contribute to your overall well-being. Now, when it comes to choices, there tends to be two polarities. There's those of us who make choices strictly on the basis of emotion. And there's those of us who tend to make choices strictly on the basis of logic. Those of us who make emotional decisions, and that is the driving force behind the choices that we make, we tend to be very short-sighted. We favor short-term rewards so much That we're willing to make choices that we actually know aren't best for us, but this is just what I want right now in this moment. So when you are allowing emotions to guide your decisions to that extent, because of course emotions are always going to be involved in our decisions. It's not like you can just say, I'm not going to be emotional and I'm just going to be a robot. Some people pretend to do that. And you're missing out on a lot of information because emotions have a lot of information for you. OK, so if you're not aware of your emotion and the emotional effect that your decisions are having on other people, you're in la la land. You're missing it. So I'm not saying you, you just cut out all emotion. But if emotion is the driving force behind the decisions that you make, you're going to you're going to be impulsive. You're going to be short sighted. You're not going to see the whole picture. You're going to make decisions that sometimes you may regret. And so sometimes it's helpful just to let things settle a little bit. To let the emotion stabilize a little bit so you can have some more clarity before you make a decision. You don't got to choose right now. You don't have to choose right away. Sometimes your emotions may mislead you. Can you believe that? It's just because you feel it right now in this moment, guess what? Your feelings are like a roller coaster. And if you just go with your feelings and your emotions all the time, you're gonna be just as unstable as your feelings and your emotions. One moment you're feeling like this, the next moment you're feeling like that. Trust me, I I know how it is. Some of y'all, you got with one person and then the day after. I forgot we're in church. I mean, you know, you were dating somebody for a little bit, you know. And then after a while, you have some clarity about things, you know, like, whoa, what was I thinking, man? I cannot believe I like that person. What was wrong with me? But in that moment, you were so in your emotions and you were ready to go. So just take it slow. okay? then there's those of us who were logical people, you know, and, you know, the the unfortunate stereotype of women and men. But it's not like that. It's really not. It goes both ways, and there's men that are emotional, women that are more logical, and it's just, you know, you can't put people in boxes. But you know about those stereotypes, right? And then there's those people that are just super logical. And the thing about being super logical is that um, you don't know everything. (laughs) Really, and it's crazy that you have to say that, right? But it's like you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Your logic is very limited. So do you have the capacity and the ability to leave room for the Spirit's promptings, which may not always make sense to you at an intellectual level? What if your mind is telling you to go one way, but your soul is calling for you to go another? Some of you know what that's like. Others of you have no idea what I'm talking about because you're disconnected from yourself. The voice of the soul is called intuition. And you never have to apologize for following that voice, the voice of God's spirit within you. Your mind will play tricks on you. Your emotions will blind you. But the voice of your soul, that will never lead you astray. And so the goal is to be able to bring logic, emotion, and intuition into alignment so that the choices you make flow from the core of who you are. Every time that you make a decision from that place of intuition, you're making the right choice because you're making the choice for you and for yourself. Not what mama told you, not what boyfriend told you, not what husband told you, but you're making the decision that you know is right for you, the decision that you can own. And even with the consequences that may come as a result of making that decision, because you know it comes from a deeper place, you know that you're going to be okay. It's all going to work itself out, and God's going to get you through it. But you won't have that certainty unless it's coming from that deep place, your soul, your intuition. So those are just a couple of thoughts about making decisions and choices. But really, what I want to leave you with today is some practical healing choices that you can make in your life. Each of these healing choices, I'm going to go over four healing choices that you can make today, right now, that will catalyze your spiritual growth and evolution. The first one is to practice self-reflection. I love this quote from Socrates, who said, the unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life... The unconscious life is not worth living. The only way that you can change yourself is by understanding yourself and the way that you work. So the journey of self-healing begins with self-examination. And we don't grow just by going through experiences. We grow by reflecting on the experiences that we have. And self-reflection isn't just something that you do once in a while. This is a way of life to constantly study and observe yourself. It's an ongoing thing to become aware of your patterns and not judge yourself as you do it, but just to observe the way that you are and then become aware of the things you would like to change and the things that you don't mind leaving the same. But if we're honest... If we start watching the way that we are, the things that we're constantly think about, what do you think about all day? <laughs> Don't answer that, please. <laughs> Write it down on a sheet of paper and put it in your back pocket. What do you think about all day? Not, if you just become aware of what you think about all day, you'll, you'll be able to learn who your God is and what you worship. That's all it is. You'll just be able to recognize your idol. It's not a bad thing. Just be honest. Yeah, I just think about sex all day. Or I just think about whatever you think about all day. I don't know. Think about drinking all day. I don't know. We, drink, we think about a lot. I think about money all day, just chasing money. That's what I think about all day. Not bad. Don't judge yourself for it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just begin to observe. Begin to notice. And the way that I have learned to practice self-reflection as an ongoing spiritual discipline is by doing two things. And that is getting curious about my emotions and getting suspicious about my beliefs. Get curious about your emotions and get suspicious about your beliefs. Most of us are trying to run away from our emotion. We stay so busy so that we don't have to deal with the hard feelings that come from the trauma and the stuff that we've been through. It's just easier to stuff it down, leave it back there, and stay busy. Take some time to get curious about your emotions. Sit with your emotions. Allow the sensations to be there and breathe through it. Learn how to feel what you're feeling and let it go. The more that you resist, the feeling the more it builds up and eventually begins to control your life, everything about your life. So get curious about your emotions and what they're trying to say to you. And the more curious you get about your emotions, the more you'll be able to recognize where those emotions come from. Emotions are always the effect, the after effect of your beliefs. So what you think determines what you feel, and then what you feel begins to feed into what you think so that you're stuck in this never-ending loop of negativity. But if you want to stop the loop, look at how you're feeling and pinpoint the thought or the belief that is creating that emotional effect in you and get suspicious about it. All of the egos ranting and raving is simply a variation of one single theme. This should not be happening. All of your suffering stems from this subconscious belief that whatever it is that you're going through should not be happening. They should be doing this. She should apologize to me. This should not be going down this way. They need to do this. I need to do. You put all these expectations and demands onto life. How do I know that these expectations and demands that I place on life are not true? Because I see the effect that these expectations and demands have on my life. When I think this way, when I adopt these beliefs, I feel sad. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. I feel stressed. This whole thing is about energy. What's the energy that you're moving in? When you're walking with the spirit, when you're moving in the flow of that divine energy, there's a lightness to you. There's a freedom that you carry on the inside of yourself. There's a peace that you have within you. Peace, by the way, doesn't mean you never feel sad, you never feel stressed, you never feel anxious. Peace is always there underneath all of those things. In fact, you learn how to better relate to the stress. You learn how to better relate to the anger. You learn how to better relate to the sadness when you're moving in that flow of the Holy Spirit's energy. But like I said, there's this ease and lightness. That's what Jesus said. My, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Come to me and you'll find rest for your soul. And so get curious about your emotions. Get suspicious about your beliefs. And the more that you do that, the more healing will come in your life. Here's the next healing choice. Pour into yourself. Pour into yourself. Self-care. We love that word. We talk about it all the time. Self-care is never a selfish thing. Self-care is never a selfish thing. When you take care of yourself and you pour into yourself, you are nourishing the very gift that God put you on this earth to give. And you know the gift that God put you on the earth to give is you, right? You you are that gift. I love that the scriptures say God so loved the world that he gave Christ to it. Well, I think that applies equally across the board for every human being that ever will and ever has Existed. God loves the world so much that he sent you here to display his goodness, to display his beauty, to display his love. So you are a gift from God to this world and to the people in your life. Nourish that gift. Cherish that gift. Pour into yourself. What are you doing to stay grounded? Take some time to slow down your life a little bit. Enjoy the moment that you're in. Pay attention to what you listen to, what you allow into your space, what you are uh, looking at, what you're reading, what you're filling your mind with. Just become more mindful and cognizant of, of those things. And slowly but surely, you'll see your life begin to change. Here's the next healing choice. Create boundaries. This is a good one. It's important. Some of you are like, yeah, I have a hard time with that. <laughs> you know why? It's because you don't like disappointing people. I know. I know it's hard. I know. I've gotten so good at just saying no. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but No. But why? I just don't feel like it. <laughs> you don't have to give explanation for the no, by the way. Yeah. Boundaries are just the way you protect your energy. That's all it is. You're just protecting your energy. I heard someone say once that anger is the way you protect your, your energy when you don't know how to set boundaries. So if you want to sidestep and avoid the consequences that come with anger and resentment, Learn how to create boundaries. Boundaries are just the way that you teach people how to treat you. Boundaries are just about what you're willing to tolerate. And boundaries are about protecting what you value. So the key to setting healthy boundaries is to value your peace more than people's perception of you. You will disappoint people. People will make you feel guilty especially the people closest to you who are used to a certain relational dynamic that now you want to put a halt to. Of course, they're going to have a problem with that. But I'm not setting this boundary to disrespect you. I'm setting this boundary to respect myself. And here's a really important thing. The more people push back against your boundary, the more necessary the boundary is. So if you get pushed back on the boundary, that's how you know you really need to have the boundary. Create boundaries. Protect your peace. Begin to heal. It's really that simple. And then last but not least, as we finish this TED talk, <laughs> prioritize forgiveness. Shout out to my friends over here that I met at the hospital who came to visit. Let's give him a round of applause, our special guest. Such a, such a big no-no for me to embarrass people like this, but I just felt like I had to today. I have such wonderful encounters at the hospital every day, and I was actually in the emergency room uh, recently, and I met this girl. So I was hanging out with, um, he's my boss, he's the director of spiritual care at the hospital, and he's a priest so he wears you know his his collar. I'm just standing next to him my polo looking fresh, you know, like a <laughs> just a regular dude, you know what I mean? But he's got his his collar on. And he he always tells me he's like, "I got to be careful where I go with this collar because people will either they hate me or they love me." And when they love me, you know, they don't let me go. <laughs> and so we were just there hanging out in the emergency room talking to one of the clinical managers and this woman sees the collar, and she, she tries calling for him. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to it. He keeps going. I say, I, I'll be with her for a second. Start talking to this lady. Oh, my God. First thing I noticed on her hands here, marks, like, a lot of them um, from cutting herself, like, a lot. I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to throw out a number, like, 10, 12, maybe 15 of those, you know, on her wrist. And um, she just started crying. And she said, How do I forgive? Please tell me, how do I forgive? And I said, what, What's going on? My dad was an alcoholic who abused us, me and my brother, our whole life. And I've wanted to I just wanted to end my life so many times because how could I forgive him? For all of the pain that he put us through, I'm miserable, I'm depressed, I don't know what to do. How could I forgive him? First thing I told her was, well, you don't have to. You don't have to if you're not ready. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's only if you want to. She's like, no, I, I, I want to, because I'm suffering so much that I know this is my only way out. This is my only way out. Forgiveness, it's not about excusing what the other person did. It's not about saying, what you did was OK. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm letting myself off the hook. Right, Because if I keep this bitterness in my heart towards you, I'm going to stay hooked to you for a really long time. That young woman's father passed away years ago. He's not even alive. He's not even alive, but he continues to exist in her mind. This is why I always say that our relationships never end. They just change forms. That's it. You may have broken up with that person. You're still in a relationship with them. Every time they pop up in your head, how do you relate to them? Oh, somebody's like, I don't like that, Pastor. (laughs) But it's true. You know, for me, every time the memory comes up, I want to bless I want to bless them. That, that, that's how I want to go about it in my life, because I want peace. Yes. If I wait for this person to apologize, <laughs> <laughs> if I wait for that person to own up to it and acknowledge it, that was one thing that this, this lady said. She's like, when I finally had the courage to confront my father about all that he put us through, do you know what he did? He denied it. He said, you're crazy. How could you say that I would do that? How could, how, could I, how could you ever say that I did that? She experienced it. And now he is denying it? Wow. So that's possible too. And you know why he denied it? I told her, you know why he denied it? Right? Because he felt guilty. If he didn't feel guilty, he would have owned it. He feels so guilty that he doesn't want to touch that stuff. So he might as well just deny what is real. And so you may have to deal with that. You may have to deal with the fact that the person who hurts you doesn't even have the courage to own up to how they hurt you. Now what? This woman she kept talking about wanting to get revenge somehow. He's dead by the way. But she kept talking about revenge, maybe if I just get revenge. I said, "Do you really think that'll make you feel better even if you got that revenge?" In fact, let's go a step further. Even if he admitted that he did it, would that make you feel better all the way? You you got to heal yourself. And I said and I told her if you have a hard time forgiving him, as I understand why, of course, it's going to be hard for you to forgive. Why don't you start really small? Start with forgiving yourself. Because I'm sure there are some things that you're blaming yourself for in all of this. She's like, yeah, you're right. I was like, just start there. Start with forgiving yourself. And then work your way up to such an offense as, a, as, a, as an alcoholic, abusive father that has made you hate life so much that you've tried taking it countless numbers of time. And her mom was right there next to her. And she as this woman was crying, talking to me. She was like, and I, and I hate that I'm just such a burden to my mother. And I, I don't want to be a burden to her anymore. I just want to leave this world. She's crying, mom's crying. And I said, wait, hold on a second. You're assuming that you're such a huge burden on your mother. You don't think that she loves you more than anybody else in this world. That's why she's with you right now, next to you here. And I said, Mom, is that true that she's a burden to you? She's like, no. And I said, so you're believing a lie. So you can already know that. You can already know that. You're not a burden to her in this moment. You know, so this is our conversation was extensive. I just bring that up because it's such an extreme example. But it works the same way with minor offenses and very large offenses you're not going to be able to forgive the large ones unless you learn how to do the little ones. And and this, this works like this with everything in life. Like, for example, when I talk about suffering being as a result of resisting what is, okay, there are so many little things that happen throughout our day that don't go the way that we would like, that we allow to get us, So stirred up emotionally. For example, yesterday, while we were going to the homeless shelter to serve the homeless with our wonderful team, thank you everybody who showed up, that was so fun. You know, I texted our uh, person in charge of outreach, Jovi, she wanted some coffee. She's like, Yeah, I was just thinking about that, great. So I went to go get her coffee. As I'm driving, you know, I'm having my concert. Because I'm always jamming out. I got to get my windows a little more tinted, because if some of y'all were to see me in there. I'm like, "Let's go. Yes. I'm going in on it, you know? And so I, I'm, on, I'm on Griffin and Knob Hill about to make a turn. I'm jamming to something. I don't know what I'm jamming to. And I make a turn that's a little too sharp. The coffee falls all over Aww. my beautiful Tesla Model 3 on the carpet, okay? So, you know, after the outreach event, I went to the car wash. The smell's still in there today. So now I gotta go get some carpet shampoo or do something to deal with that issue, right? But guess what? A lot of us making that turn and having that coffee spill, that ruins our day. Okay? That, that's not... So, Practice, practice with that stuff, practice with that stuff. All of the annoyance and frustration you feel and oh my God and now all the stress that's building up and all the craziness, practice with the cup of coffee that spills on the passenger side. With forgiveness, it's the same thing. The little micro offenses, those are the ones that build up. Those are the ones that we we hold on to. We think because it's so micro that we don't have to forgive, but we still hold on to it. We still have resentment because of it. And then over time, we start treating people differently because, oh, she looked at me sideways. Can you believe? You know, that there's, this, this is hilarious. How many times there have been people that I've heard who've gotten offended because I didn't say hi to them at church. You walked right by me. Oh, I'm so sorry that I did not acknowledge your existence. I didn't know. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, God forbid that I just look over you and I, and I didn't see you and give you a hug or something, you know? But there's just these little things that people hold on to. For years, they didn't say hi to me. That person doesn't like me. Get suspicious about your beliefs. Guess Those beliefs, they're, gonna, they're just going to ruin your life. For what? Everybody loves you. They just don't know it yet. (laughs) Live like that. Live like that. You know? Live like that. Look at this quote from uh, Oprah. Love Oprah. She says, true forgiveness is when you can say thank you for that experience. Ooh. Woo. Now that's coming full circle, though some of us are long way from but that's okay the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step ladies and gentlemen you know how the quotes are i'd be reading those quotes when girls be doing these things on their instagram and they put those nice little motivational quotes the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step i love it oh so good keep doing you i love it i love it I tell people, listen, my thirst traps are evangelistic. I had a girl write me the other day, oh, I got to start coming to church. It's been a long time. I said, come on over, girl. Okay, but forgiveness, forgiveness is when you can say thank you for that experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's how, that's, that's how I look back at the things in my life. That's how I look back at all everything that I've gone through in my life. Thank you for that experience. You were my greatest teacher. And I mean it. You are my greatest teacher. People that annoy you the most, frustrate you the most, hurt you the most, they're your greatest teacher. But if you're going to do the forgiveness thing, be total with it. you're going to do the forgiveness thing, be complete with it. Go all the way in. Don't just forgive 99%. Go to full 100. Because if you do 99%, that 1% will still eat you up alive on the inside. And that 1% will show you where you still are not free. So go the full way. And Oftentimes, when it comes to this forgiveness conversation, it comes down to giving yourself the closure that you wish you could have had. Sometimes, closure means accepting that you won't have closure. So, not every story, not every event, not every experience is going to have a a happy ending, but make sure it has an ending. Don't wait for somebody else to give you closure. Give yourself closure. Something I kept telling that woman in the ER was that forgiveness has to happen every day, little by little. It's ongoing. It May not necessarily be all at once. But all that matters is that you have the willingness. If you have the willingness to forgive, that's enough. God can use that to do some incredible things in your life. Forgive, heal, move forward. It's possible. You got this. God will give you the strength, people. You just got to meet him halfway with the desire, and you'll be able to get through it. It's a, this is a better way to live. It's a better way to live like this. So much lighter. It was funny because at the homeless shelter yesterday, too, there was this guy. He just got pissed for no reason at someone else. They were about to fight. And um, afterwards, I walked up to the dude. He was like six seven, big old guy. And he was like, man, I, people come up to me like that, and they're always talking ish. And he starts talking, right? And I say, bro, keep your peace, man. And he goes. Are you right? I was like, man, just let that go, bro. I was like, just let that go. He's like, man. He, He changed in an instant. I was like, bro, just keep your peace, man. It's all good, man. Who cares about that dude? Let him do what he does. It don't matter. Keep your peace. So that's my message for you guys. Okay, just keep the peace. It don't matter. Let them think what they think. If you believe some junk about me and you don't care enough, to actually come to me about it, you're not a real friend. You're not somebody that's really interested in me. So bye. I love you, and I bless you on the way out. It's like with setting boundaries. You don't have to be mean about it. When you set the boundary, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to have bad feelings towards somebody to set the boundary. You can, you can say no. You can set the boundary. You can bless them and still not tolerate them. That's all it is. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your healing power in our lives. We ask you, God, to give us the strength to make healing choices. May we practice self-reflection. May we pour into ourselves. May we create boundaries. May we prioritize forgiveness. And as we do so, God, May you change us and transform us from the inside out so that we could be everything you've created us to be. We look to you in gratitude, and we thank you for the gift of breath and life. Guide us and bless us on our path. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. Love you. Have a great rest of the week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. Hey, Easter is in two weeks, April 9th. Invite some friends. going to be a party. Okay, bye.